The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic. Men, do you know which medications could cause incontinence? For more information, visit clevelandclinic.org slash mention it. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, September 7th. Here's today's Big Idea. Donald Trump's triangulation shows what might have been. Yesterday, President Trump cut his first big deal with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Angering Republican leaders and snubbing even his own Treasury Secretary, he agreed with the Democratic leaders of the House and Senate on plans for a three-month bill to fund the government and raise the debt ceiling. The president also signaled support for a Democratic push to pass legislation that would shield from deportation undocumented immigrants who were brought to the United States as children. Then he flew to North Dakota on Air Force One with Democratic Senator Heidi Heitkamp, declaring that he really wants to work with her on tax reform and calling her, quote, a good woman. Republican leaders on Capitol Hill seethed with anger about these developments. In many ways, though, this is how Trump said he'd govern. Back in early 2016, as the field of Republican candidates winnowed in the primaries, Bob Dole said that Trump was preferable to Ted Cruz because he could probably work with Congress. Entertaining counterfactuals can be kind of silly, but... Let's think back to January 20th when Trump took office. What if Trump had acted the way he did yesterday from day one? What if he had positioned himself as sort of a pragmatist who needed and wanted to work with Democrats on issues like infrastructure spending? What if instead of demanding a straight repeal of Obamacare, he'd tried to work with Democrats to fix the health care system and take on high prescription drug prices? Yesterday offered a small taste of what might have been. For one thing, It seems not unreasonable to speculate that Trump's approval rating would probably be higher than 37%. In a lot of ways, Trump's being really pragmatic with this deal in a way that Hill Republicans aren't. He recognizes that he can't shut down the government right now to try to get money for his border wall with Hurricane Harvey ravaging Texas and another hurricane bearing down on Florida. And this lets him have that fight in December. Meanwhile, The president looks independent from unpopular congressional Republicans and seems like he is able to reach across the aisle. But here's the rub. The kind of deal-making we saw yesterday probably can't last. Trump has become pretty toxic to most Democrats because of his personal behavior and his reaction to events like Charlottesville, not to mention instituting the travel ban, pardoning Joe Arpaio, firing Jim Comey, etc., etc., etc. And any Democrat who wants to run for president in 2020 recognizes that collaborating with Trump in any way will be a liability in their primaries. And the fact is, more than a dozen Democratic senators want to run for president. There's also a reasonable expectation that Trump will invariably go back to his old ways sooner rather than later. So it seems that the window for true grand bargains has probably closed. You shouldn't expect many more kumbaya moments between Trump, Pelosi, and Schumer. That's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Hurricane Irma continues to tear across the Atlantic with record-setting strength, sustaining Category 5 winds of 185 miles per hour as it rips through the eastern Caribbean and leaves areas of massive destruction in its wake. The latest models currently show Irma making landfall in Florida by Sunday. Locations in the Florida Panhandle as well as up into Georgia and the Carolinas could get significant impact early next week. Last night, The National Hurricane Center said a direct hit on Florida is increasingly likely, prompting a new wave of mandatory evacuations in Miami-Dade County and the Florida Keys. Irma's peak intensity, as I said, 185 miles an hour, ranks among the strongest in recorded history, exceeding hurricanes Katrina, Andrew, and Camille. Number two, Facebook representatives told congressional investigators yesterday that the social network has discovered that it sold $100,000 worth of ads during the U.S. presidential campaign 
to a Russian firm that was seeking to target American voters. That discovery is likely to fuel pointed questions from investigators about whether the Russians received guidance from people in the United States about how to target those ads, including potentially people connected to Trump or the Trump campaign. Facebook has turned over what information it has to special counsel Bob Mueller as well. Number three, the corruption trial of New Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez kicked off yesterday with a federal prosecutor charging that the lawmaker sold his office in exchange for luxury getaways, private jet flights, and hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign cash. The prosecutor, Peter Kosky, said, quote, this is what bribery looks like. Supporters of the senator applauded as he walked into the courthouse to face trial on 12 separate charges. Menendez became emotional and choked back tears as he thanked his supporters. The trial continues today. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, September 7th. You can read more on the trial, the hurricane, the budget deal, and so much more at WashingtonPost.com daily 202. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.